The following is one of our favorite car talk shows of all time. Did you make that up? Yeah. Well, what is this really? <laughs> A random tape I picked out of the box so we could go on vacation. Okay. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the Department of Neurological Research <laughs> here at Car Talk Plaza. There's no end to the research that gets done in this world. This, now get this, Reuters, <laughs> dementia is an illness that causes the loss of memory and reasoning. However, Italian researchers, get ready for this, in the journal Neurology, the Italian investigators report two cases where patients with frontotemporal dementia suddenly began to enjoy pop music. Really? Yeah. In the first case, a 68-year-old lawyer developed frontotemporal dementia, losing, this is what you lose now, you lose abstract thinking, Okay. judgment, uh huh. It's beginning to sound familiar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and language skills. You know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> but after this diagnosis, he started to develop an obsession for Italian pop music. And then they go on and they list other situations where these people have they they have this problem where they they lose abstract thinking, they lose judgment, they use lose language skills, but they gain some new appreciation for pop music. In one case, it was an old grandmother who became buddies with her granddaughter, who was 11. Listen to all that crappy music. And the grandmother <laughs> said, I love it. It's great. <laughs> this reminded me of, remember foreign accent syndrome? How, how could I forget it? <laughs> for those of you who don't remember, I'm not up on your neurology. This was a situation where people had an accident. Or some traumatic Some traumatic event. thing. And suddenly started speaking with a foreign accent. And it got a name, foreign accent syndrome. Monsieur, I don't know what is wrong. <laughs> there has been a terrible accident. Well, there you go. I mean, that's it. That's just news for today. I think it's fascinating that people even think of this stuff. And we know that one of the previously established symptoms of dementia is feeling an urge to call us. For advice. Well, that would make sense. Loose abstract judgment. thinking, bad judgment, <laughs> and language skills. It all fits together. So What's for the, the number? Those of you feeling <laughs> the onset of dementia, our number is 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-2278. This is Patricia from Eugene, Oregon. Hi, Patricia. Hey, how's it, how are you guys doing? Not too we're bad. Doing, we're doing great. May we call you... No, I don't want to call you Pat. I don't like no, Pat. No, don't call me Pat. I don't like Pat. No, I don't like Pat. Your name is either. Patricia, damn it. Your name is Patricia. You could call me Rucci. Rucci? Yeah. What is Rucci, pray tell? Well, my last name is Marucci, and they shorten it. My buddies call me Rucci. Rucci. Marucci. Yeah, yeah Marucci. I'm going to call you Patricia. Nice Italian girl. So what's up, Eugene? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I have a 1968 Rambler American. Oh! Mm-hmm. Man alive. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you looking for a husband? Cause my <laughs> yeah. Because my, my brother is available. <laughs> and I am short a couple of wives. <laughs> I've been 60, looking for one all my life. A 68 American. You know, I, I was for a few minutes the owner of a 68 American. Don't you love him? That was such oh, a piece my brother of knows. <laughs> my, my brother knows everything about these cars. Oh, that I, is I, so I great. You might say he's intimate <laughs> with them. <laughs> so but what's wrong with it? Well, it's it. You know, it's a love-hate relationship, of course. Yeah. My mechanics, Bill and Mo, they've completely rebuilt it for me. <laughs> what? Larry, Bill, Mo, and who? Bill and Mo. Bill. Oh. And uh, they put a new engine in it, um, new ball bearings. You know, I'm just restoring it. But every time I start it, this puff of black soot comes out of the exhaust. And everywhere I park at my job and at my home and any place that I frequent, there's a pile of black soot where I park. Hmm. I've told them about this, and they think I'm crazy. They just think that I'm nuts. Well, I mean, why do they think you're nuts? Isn't there also, isn't the tailpipe all black, too? Um, I don't know. It probably is. They, they just can't figure out why it's doing it. Well, the reason it's doing it is that you only drive 
0.3 miles a day. <laughs> you know me, don't you? <laughs> a little less than 0.3, maybe. I never go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I go that, to work. That's your problem. Yeah, and you do have an engine that's full of carbon. Mm-hmm. Every time you drive, think about it. When you when the engine is cold, what happens is you the car runs on a very rich mixture. Otherwise, it will stall. Do you have a hand choke in this, or, or is it an automatic choke? It's an automatic choke. Automatic? But, but, Come on. These are, these are modern technology, these cars. But my windshield wipers only work when I press on the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another story. <laughs> so, I mean, the rich mixture that you have never gets a chance to get unrich because you stop by the time it would be ready to warm up and, and open up that choke. But I, I just use um, regular gas. Doesn't I, matter. Gas is okay. gas smash. You have to ask Shemp and Mole there. To <laughs> and Bill and Bill and Mole. Bill and Mole. And Curly. <laughs> They're lo- nice guys. I'm sure they are. You have to ask them to lean out the choke. Okay, lean out the choke. Yeah, the choke is adjustable on this car, and they have to lean it out and, and make it so that Maybe it stalls once or twice when you start it in the morning, but it opens up fast. And it doesn't close so tightly. Okay, because they've worked on the carburetor a lot because it was stalling a lot. Ah, see, it was stalling a lot, and they probably closed the choke, and that's part of what the problem is. They did something to it so that now when I'm driving it, I don't have to step on the gas. It just goes. Right. My guess is, as Tommy's guess is, they adjusted the choke too rich. And that's why you have the black And thing. they up the idle. They up the idle, and they're trying to convince you not to be concerned about it because they know if they put everything back where it's supposed to be, it's going to stall on you. But it's better that it stalls. Better that it stalls. And once a week, take it out. You got any highways there in Eugene, Patricia? <laughs> no, we only have logging roads here. <laughs> no, we have high, We have freeways. There's one from Eugene to Portland, actually. There you go. Take a nice ride to Portland and buy a coffee and turn around and come back. <laughs> No, you don't even have to do that. If you drove it up 10 miles every week at 50 miles an hour, it would be fine. Okay, great. Also, I was wondering, would you guys happen to know where I could find any leopard print bench seat covers? Because I got a could... couple of them. What size? You, <laughs> is this a, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me see if we have those in stock. <laughs> really? You, I cannot find them anywhere. I can only find them in bucket seats, and I've contacted Ramblers only, and they don't have any. And Well, you may have to, you may have to buy, like, uh, 15 or 20 leopard skin bathing suits. <laughs> Sew them together. <laughs> See you, Patricia. Great. Thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. for your call. You Bye-bye. 68. You know, I decided the other day, you know what I want? I want a 1960 Rambler American convertible. You had one of those once. I did. That's the perfect car. Because perfect for what? It'll run all year. Not like the MG. The MG, you can't drive it nine months no. out of the year. Right. It's convertible. Mm-hmm. Has a roof, windows, heater. <laughs> None of which the MG has. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Why did you buy the MG? I don't know. What a stupid... It's a stupid car to own, isn't I'll it? I'll give you 300 bucks for it. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Jamie from Millbrook, New York. Hi, Jamie. Jamie. Millbrook. Where's Millbrook? Uh, Millbrook is by Poughkeepsie, east side of the Hudson. Great. Oh. Where's Poughkeepsie? <laughs> wait, wait, where's I know, New York? I know upstate. what Poughkeepsie is. Just upstate. <laughs> I know where that is. So what can we do for you? I have the perfect truck. 93 Mazda B2200 pickup. <laughs> really, huh? Oh, yeah. You're easy to please. Wait, you, oh. don't, you don't have the perfect truck. You oh, have please. the cheapest truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is my problem. I'm driving home after work on the Taconic, which, if you've been on the Taconic, is an up-and-down kind of road. Mm-hmm. I'm going up a hill, and all of a sudden I hear this tremendous bang. And I think, number one, either something has caught fire, or, number two, the entire exhaust system is blown off of the truck. And? Pull over to the side of the road, and one of the spark plugs has blown out of the engine. <laughs> Still attached to its cable, but it's completely out of the engine. Yeah. Isn't that a shocker? <laughs> it's it's not just well. one bang. I mean, you must have heard lots of bangs. Oh, well, one big one, bang. One really big bang. One really big bang. And then... <laughs> so uh, the next morning, I called up the, the mechanic, and he said, bring it in. And I limped in there, and he Isn't said... Isn't it amazing, by the way, how much noise can come out of that little hole? <laughs> he actually heard me coming before I got oh, there. Man, and it, I mean, everyone... Sh- if you wanted a new appreciation for the fact that Midas can sell you a muffler for 15 bucks, <laughs> you, you should hear the noise... And yeah. that's only out of one of those holes. It's like yeah. a Gatling gun. And it for was... $15, they'll get rid of that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, so you so you announce your arrival several blocks in advance. Yeah. I did. And, and I, your mechanic does? He says, do you drive a Ford? And I said, <laughs> no. But it's, well, Mazda has Ford make some of their parts, the engines. And he said, was it the number three hole? And uh-huh. I said, no, it was the number four. And he said, oh, happens all the time. Yeah. Get to get a helicoil, we'll place it, no big deal. Mm-hmm. So he replaces it, right? And then take it out, runs fine. Monday morning, I come back get out on the Taconic again, go up a hill, and I blew out a different spark plug. Mm. Let me guess. Number three? No, number two. <laughs> well, I would say the odds are getting better and better that number three is going to go soon. Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of bracketed it now. So I, when I brought it back into him, and he said, you know, huh, you know, haven't seen it where the second one blew out. And he said, you know, do the same thing. We'll replace it. And I said, how long until I replace all of them? You know, is there something else that's going wrong? And he said, I don't know. Do you do your own tune-ups? I replaced the plugs myself. Mm-hmm. That's 6,000 miles ago. That's what I thought. Yeah? Yeah. You did it. Not tight enough? Not tight enough, Jamie. Not tight enough. Hmm. And yeah. what happens is little by little, it starts working its way out, and pretty soon... What do you do for a living? I'm going to guess. Computer you're not, you're stuff. not in the construction business. No, he does computer no. stuff. You're, right. a, you're a, a, a gentle, delicate t- kind of guy. Uh, not really. What do you do? Um, I teach continuing education. There you go. Teacher. See? Teacher. The, the, the stuff you deal with right, is you have, paper. You have a gentle touch. A gentle touch. You deal with paper and once in a while an overhead projector. And a spitball. <laughs> and chalk. <laughs> and chalk. You know, it's not the same as being like working on the oil rigs in Texas. Right. I mean, right. You're not a roustabout. No. No, no. So I, I would guess that you just didn't tighten them up enough. I'll tell you, we've worked on these engines since time immemorial, or maybe since 1993, anyway. <laughs> and I have never seen a spark plug fly out except when the plugs weren't tight enough. And the way he could have verified this uh, was when he replaced number four that blew out. He should have, at the very least, put the wrench on three, two, and one to make sure that they were all tight enough. Actually, after the number two, I, he said, well, I don't know. I can tighten them down. And so he did actually go back and Good. tighten those others down. Good. That was smart. And had he done that the first time you went in, number two wouldn't have blown out. Okay. And I trust that the others are going to be fine from now on. But okay. tighten them up. He did. Right. Oh, you did? No, no he, he did. Jamie, the mechanic, did. the mechanic did after the second one blew oh, after out. after the so second one. I wasn't yeah. paying attention we knew to that. tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. I was reading mail. You had already dismissed I, Jamie. I we gave him an answer. And I gave I, I, him I, off. I moved on. I, I was actually looking at the details of this frontal lobotomy temporal <laughs> dementia thing. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Jamie. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for calling, Bye-bye. Jamie. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. one car talk That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, uh, this is Bernadette from Union, New Jersey. How are you doing? Bernadette. Bernadette. Do you call yourself Bernadette or do they call you Bernie? They call me Bernie. They call me B. Whatever. All right, B. Yeah, I have a Chevy Cavalier. I've always had Chevys. How old is this Cavalier? 1991. Okay. And And you like it? I love it. Yeah, it's, it's perfect, except it has some very bizarre problems. Okay. Mainly what happens in the winter when it's very, very cold. When I start the car in the morning from a cold start, I have to let it warm up 10 or 15 minutes. Otherwise, it will only go in reverse. Mm. And then when I get it warmed up, it will go into drive. Mm. I took it to my regular mechanic. Yeah, and he told you you needed a transmission rebuild. No, actually. He didn't? He looked at the fluid. He said, oh, you have transmission fluid in there. It's not the problem. Uh, Chevy's or old cars. That's that's like you go to the doctor. You say, "I, I, I feel terrible. I don't know what I'm going to do." And he says, "Oh, you got blood in your veins. You must be okay." <laughs> that was dumb. He he said that uh, old cars have this problem and live with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a certain wisdom in that. <laughs> I want to meet this guy. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is something to be said for that approach. Well, I mean, uh-huh. how does this guy like make money? I mean, doesn't isn't that what he, how he makes his living by fixing things like this? Apparently, not. No. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. And in warmer weather, you 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 don't have this problem. No, I don't. And yeah. uh, well, you could you could certainly live with it. Yes. And but it, it, so if, but if you felt the need to to actually get out and move the car without warming it up, then you'd have to have the transmission rebuilt. Really? Yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That that's. Pretty obvious. All of there. a sudden, you're not so in love with the car anymore, huh? No. Well, the thing is, I mean, there's something to be said for living with it. 
Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we have become a nation of crybabies. We know that. And everyone thinks everything should be perfect all the time. And stuff just isn't perfect. Well, the other day I was contemplating the eight-track tape player. <laughs> Were you? And that really, gave, that really gave one an appreciation for music. Because you never knew when you were listening to a song if it was the last time <laughs> you were going to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, if, if, isn't it the truth? Because the next time it could get garbled, and that would be the end. Well, they had of a failure, all eight tracks. They had a failure rate of about fifty percent. I mean, you could count on your on your uh, every month your music library <laughs> to be diminished by fifty percent. Yeah, and that was okay, I think, because we were we became accustomed to things not working. Yeah, your mechanic is right. Old cars do this, and spring and... is right around the corner. This is true. Exactly. And you, and you do need a transmission rebuild, which will cost you more money than the car is worth, but that's not a reason for not doing it. So if you want to And you're to not it, hurting anything else by what you're doing. Okay. So you can continue to, to drive it the way you are, and it's not going to make the rebuild necessarily any more expensive. No. When, when it becomes absolutely necessary. When reverse stops working, you're going to be in... Oh, then I'll be really in, in trouble. trouble. That's the next thing to happen. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you very much. Good uh, luck. Okay. Okay, Tommy, look, it's time for us to pause for a word from our local stations. Just one word? Oh, maybe two. Mayday! Mayday! <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with more of your calls, so please stay tuned. And even though Carl Castle starts unloading his entire NPR cufflink collection on eBay, <laughs> whenever he hears us say it, this is NPR National Public. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and not the answer to last week's puzzler, <laughs> because the puzzler is off this week. You gave the puzzle of the week off. That's very kind of you. Well, I'm trying to turn over a, a new leaf, I guess. I'm trying to be kind and generous and courteous. Yeah, and what kind and generous words do you have for the listeners who are going through puzzle withdrawal? Uh, get over it! Get a life! <laughs> Grow up! <laughs> Actually, if you haven't solved our current puzzle yet, you can find it online at our website, cartalk.com. And if you'd like to talk about your car, the number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hey, guys. This is Taz from San Francisco, California. Taz? Yeah, T-A-Z. Is it, was this like shortened from like Razzmatazz? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's shortened from Tazwell. Tazwell? Yeah, T-A-Z-E-W-E-L-L. Isn't that in New Mexico where the aliens landed? Actually, it's Dutch. It's Dutch. Yeah, I'm the. I think I'm the fifth. Really? Yeah. Tazwell the fifth. Yeah. You must come from a family of very unimaginative people. What do we name? I don't know. Let's name them the same thing that we always name the kids. Yeah. No, <laughs> is there? Are there any Rogers or Richards in there? I don't know. It sounded good in my college application. I mean, it's, at least I know. I know of some people who are numbered. I, I know a well, guy named this, Seven. This is a name that will get you into Harvard. Yes. Oh, my, my absolutely. My name being Wellington too. So. Oh. Oh, Taz Wellington? Taswell Wellington. The, 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 the fifth. The fifth. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? You don't even, do not take the SATs, just pass go. <laughs> That's it, man. You're in Harvard. Yeah. In, in any Ivy League school you want, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and if you could skate, that would do, that would do it. <laughs> right, you'd be on the Olympic team. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Taz? Me and my wife bought a uh, 99 Cherokee Sport last year. Yeah. And uh, we spent the first season with it up north in Tahoe in the snow. And uh, me and my wife both find it really uncomfortable to drive in four-wheel drive below about 30 miles an hour. Um, it becomes pretty jerking, and it pulls a lot. And any time you make a turn or anything, it sort of fights you on it. Because you shouldn't be in four-wheel drive on dry roads. No, this is up in the snow. This is up in the snow? Up in the snow. So you just feel like the, the steering is jerky. and yeah, it the, feels and... like I'm going to buckle the front, yeah. you know. And it's fighting you all the time. Yep. Yeah. And it's what do you want from us? <laughs> well, I don't, think that, I don't think this thing has a center differential. 
I think this is a... Uh, this is four-wheel, four-wheel drive. This is uh, on-demand four-wheel drive. This is the same drivetrain they had 45, in 1945, 1945. <laughs> when the war ended. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing we're going to do to help you. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. You have it. Yeah. You're stuck with it. And what can we tell you? Yeah, I mean, if you if you take the thing out of four-wheel drive and put it in two-wheel drive, it's okay, huh? I'm not hurt. Yeah, it's fine, actually. It's a beaut. And why don't, you, why don't you just do that? I mean, if, in fact, everyone else is getting around with two-wheel drive, yeah. the only time you really need the four-wheel drive is to extricate yourself from a snowbank. Mm. But if you're on a – it's not really helping you too much on a, on a, on a paved road that's snow-covered. Right. As long as you can go, it doesn't really help you stop any better. Hmm. It does improve your traction a little bit, but if you've got enough traction to move yourself, leave it in two-wheel drive. That's what I would do. All right. Yeah, take it out of four-wheel drive. Because if you do hit dry pavement and you don't take it out of four-wheel drive, you can flip the thing over. Uh-huh. Because you don't have a center differential. Hmm. And, and it can be dangerous. You know, it's got that warning on the visor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like three paragraphs long. Yeah. Yeah, and you should read that again. Or for the first time, you've, let's yeah. see, you've only had it for a year. You, yeah, it might be time to read it. It says, don't drive this thing as though it were a car because it isn't a car. Right. And you could really get hurt, it says, in legalese, you know. Yeah, it does say something to that. It does say something to that effect. Yeah. Right. And, it's, and it really is true, and it has to be really true if they put it on the visor. Hmm. And, and don't forget, it wasn't their idea to put it on the visor. <laughs> Okay. It was thanks, our guys. great government who was watching over <laughs> us. What was their lawyers, actually? <laughs> See you, Taz. Thanks. Good luck. <laughs> one eight eight. Taswell Wellington the fifth. Man, yeah. what 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 would you give for a name like that? The truth is, you could have a name like that for no money. You could just go down to City Hall tomorrow, and you could make yourself have a name well, like that. Not not you, because you don't look like. I Taswell. don't look like a you Taswell could be, Wellington. You could be. Rocco Bajigalupo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One eight eight. Oh, so you have eight. to look the part yeah, Exactly. Too. If you tried to pass yourself off as Taswell Wellington, they throw you out <laughs> on your sorry butt. Yeah, but see, if you don't have to send in a photograph with your application to Harvard, ah, uh, right. Yeah, that if was. If you my did, mistake. then it would be discrimination of some kind. Well, that was ugly. You realize I was discrimination. I was almost not accepted to MIT because I, at the time you did have to send in a photograph, and I didn't have enough zits. <laughs> oh, they have a scanner. Oh, they, they had it way back then. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, there's, the there's, a, there's a zit, you know, quotient. I mean, if yeah. you know, depends on your height and weight and all that. Yeah. It's a rather complex. Well, formula. it's probably just the area. Yeah. Yeah. The percentage of your face that's covered. Oh, no, I think it's more involved than oh, that. Oh, it's more than the face. The back is included. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It had to be. It was a, <laughs> a full body photo. Was, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It was, everyone has them on his face. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Somebody had on your back. We sent a photograph of the back, especially the, high, the, the shoulders butt. and the neck. <laughs> the neck is important. <laughs> Come on, that's not nice. It's not well, nice to make fun of our 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 fellow fellow whatever they are there. Nerds. Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to mention that I was almost refused, but at the last minute, they, they took pity on me. <laughs> they turned the picture over. one car talk That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. This is Andrea. 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 Yeah. And where not Andrea. No. And not I'm Andrea. Not... Right. Andrea. But I'll answer to anything. Andrea. Right. Okay. Call me anything except late for dinner. And, exactly. And where, where are you calling us from, Andrea? I, I am calling from Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Williamsport, PA. Home of Little League Baseball. Oh, is that where the Little League World Series is played? Absolutely. Yeah. Who, who wins the Little League World Series nowadays? Whoever pays the umpires the most. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to start a rant and rave, but I am violently opposed to little league baseball. Oh, I am too, for a lot of different reasons. Well, here's one of my main reasons. Okay. Little kids are perfectly capable of organizing their own baseball game. They don't need adults <laughs> and parents to do it for them. You throw 15 kids out on grass, and if they want to play baseball, they'll figure out where the bases should go, who's going to be and the And better umpire. than that, if they don't figure it out, they may invent a new game. They may invent a new game <laughs> like or basketball. whatever. I mean, who are we to tell them 
to play baseball the way and when we want them to play it. Well, back off. In fact, the parents should be present only to take kids to the hospital if they're injured. One parent can or, handle or, that. Or to instruct them as to the rules of the game. But they should not interfere in any other way, and there should be no coaching no, no, allowed. You don't need to even need that. How did you know, figure out what the rules were? Played you little, made I, them I played, up. I played Little League. <laughs> <laughs> you make up the rules. Someone says, wait, you can't run when no. there's a pop fly. Someone else says, ah, shut up. Of course you can. And that's, that why, that's why you only got six teeth. <laughs> all those playground arguments. No, I played Little League, and they taught me the rules. But the arguments are good. That's I mean, that the kids are growing up. Back off. Well, I, I, yes, so, I, I, Andrea, agree I wish should, we could talk to you, but we're so violently opposed to the Little League Kids shouldn't play baseball. competitive sports at that age. No. In my humble opinion, All right, of course. Andrea. So, Andrea, what's up? Uh, wait a minute. I have to catch my breath. Well, she brought up. Did I bring it up? Yeah, why the hell did you say that stuff about the Little League? We, were for, we didn't even know where Wintersport, Pennsylvania was. God's sake. <laughs> little League. Yeah, so what's up? You got okay. a car? Okay. Or a boyfriend. Is it a car or a boyfriend problem? Um, it would be husband, or I would really be in trouble. <laughs> well, that would be a problem then, wouldn't it? <laughs> it, it? It certainly would be a problem, yeah. Okay, the question is actually twofold. Mm. My car has a tendency to fog up pretty bad, like the, the, the front, the sides, the back, and I can't see out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so my Japanese car? Honda? Oh, yeah. Honda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So right away, you know, you're going to get the right answer from us because you didn't even tell us what kind of car you and had. You knew... And we zapped right, right in on it. Okay. So. All right. So, so strike one for you guys. One for us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my first question is, why does this happen? Why does this happen? Right. I mean, well, I'm, I'm going to write these down on why does it happen? <laughs> I've been told it's, you know, when the, when the temperature inside the car is warmer than outside of the car. Yeah, that was the engineer guy who told you that. Probably your husband. Right. Or vice versa. And what your boyfriend tell you? Or, or I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you in trouble. No, matter what. no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, question two. Question two is how do you get rid of it? How to stop what do you it? do? Well, the reason your car fogs up is, yeah. is that you get moisture that's in the passenger compartment condensing on the cold glass. And it's more likely to happen in the winter time because the glass is what in the winter? Cold. Cold. Just well, like moisture in the air condenses on your glass of iced tea. In the summertime. Okay, but now why does this happen inside my car? Because the moisture is inside the car. Coming out of your lungs. Because you're in there. I mean, I can't produce this much fog. Put a panting dog in your car oh. for five minutes. And you won't be able to see. It'll take you a week to scrape the stuff off the window, most of which is saliva. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's no question that, and plus the fact that you introduce moisture to the car in the winter by getting into the car, for example, with snow and ice on your shoes. Okay. Mm. And then that stuff melts, but becomes part of the ecosystem of the interior of your car, along with the other things that are growing in there, like the mushrooms and the, you know, <laughs> the trees and, and whatever. See, this is the reason that most of us don't drive our cars in the winter. My heavens. Most, most of us civilized people. <laughs> so so th the way you get rid of this, you on your dashboard. You take the bus. <laughs> are you listening? <laughs> Did you call us? <laughs> <laughs> She's probably watching some damn Little League game on television. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> on your dashboard, you have various controls for heater, one of which shows a little, there are two little buttons next to each other, which one of which shows a, a U with an arrow on it, and the other one is, is a... Oh, yeah, recirculate versus fresh. Right, so which, which, one, which one do you have it on? Well, you know... I've tr it, She's it tried them both. It, it all depends on who I consult, of course. Well, of course. you're consulting no, the well, so-called experts now. Yeah. And you've got it on the wrong setting. Okay. You have it on recirculate. Probably. Yeah, and recirculate is is death. Okay. Right, because, because all you're doing is recirculating that same moisture around and around and around again. My own breath. There you go. Breath, and, and and more and more of your breath comes out because you keep breathing until you pass out, <laughs> and there's no place for it to go except stick on the window. Now, even when you are on the recirculate mode, you do mix in some outside air, but not anywhere near as much as you mix in. When you're on the outside air mode. But even better than that okay. is turning on the AC, which most cars do automatically when you turn on the defroster. Okay. The, the function of an air conditioner, the reason the air conditioners work is they remove moisture from the air. Right. By condensing that moisture, instead of on the windshield, on, you ready for this? The condenser, the evaporator. Yeah. yeah. And then dumping it out onto the street. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Yeah. But turning on the, just pressing the button that says new air. Right. Yeah, well, might do it. That's what it's there for. Okay. 
Cool, huh? Andrea, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and your secret is safe with me. And I looked at the curve in the line of the car, and I thought to myself, that car needs a fin. <laughs> and a so, fin? Yeah, you know, the car is rather round. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, I finally got around to making one. I put this dorsal fin up on top of the car. Oh, on, on top! On the roof. And so now I'm wondering whether I've adversely affected the aerodynamic stability of my vehicle. Adversely? I think you've enhanced. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I've enhanced the resale value. <laughs> well... Now, how did you affix this uh, this fin? Well, I sculpted it out of foam, but I, I, I welded up a, uh, a steel armature for it. So the base of it is uh, two inch wide, three sixteenths uh, flat stock, and then I uh, which you welded to the roof of the car. I, I was going to weld it, but actually, what I did is I just siliconed it, you know, silicone sealant all along the bottom and, and shot it in with um, self tapping sheet metal screws. <laughs> <laughs> sheet metal screws? It doesn't leak. Who cares? <laughs> well, Who? I, I put a lot. I really, I really smoothed it up with silicone. Jeez, I love how, I... how big is this thing? Like a foot tall? It's about two feet tall and about two feet long. Oh, man. <laughs> Good really? for you, Dan. And, and uh, what, are, what do your friends think it's about this? It's screen these calls. <laughs> they, all <think> I, <laughs> they all think I'm nuts, but it makes me laugh, so, you know. Well, You're... you know, we have a friend who otherwise is, seems like a, a, a sane guy, Mark. Oh, yeah, Mark Nichols. Mark, yeah, uh, Mark Nichols, yeah. the world's greatest industrial designer. And every Christmas, he drives around with a lit Christmas tree on the roof of his car <laughs> for weeks and weeks. Right, he's got a 7,500-watt generator in the trunk running full-time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's no, he's nuts. I mean, what else can you say? So you, now that you have this thing, you'll be able to outfit it with lights. I could see a little string of lights. Yeah. Can, can you see that? <laughs> Can you see that, Dan? A little string of lights every every couple of inches, like Christmas tree well, lights. Well, no, no. You know what I see? What? I see neon. Oh. <gasps> Do you see purple neon? Oh, yeah. The outline of the dorsal fin? This is how it starts, you know. <laughs> this is exactly how it starts. Well, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to paint some eyeballs, too, because um, I managed to break off my driver's side rearview mirror in the ATM once. Overrated. And what my coworkers did is they sneaked into the parking lot one day and screwed on a pickup truck mirror on the outside. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, then recently somebody clipped off the other one while I was double parked, so I put a pickup truck mirror in that size. I think on the front I'm going to paint eyeballs. Where, yeah. where do you work anyway? What do you do? One of the things I do right now is I'm the technical director of the student theater at the University of Chicago. Aha, hence the styrofoam. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the silicone. Exactly. <laughs> well, Dan, send us a picture. Can we send you a picture? Oh, yeah. yeah. Picture. We'll, we'll put it on our website. Do you mind okay, if we put it on the website? If you don't mind being subjected to national ridicule as opposed <laughs> to just local. Put yourself in the picture, too, sure. so we can find out how wacky you really are. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Dan. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, you know, we're at that point in the show again. Really? Is this when the NPR dessert chef comes in with a platter of petit four? <laughs> No, this is when the NPR exterminator comes in and hoses down your beard again. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a minute with more of your calls. So please stay tuned. Now I know that all this work just has to be done. But driving on the south side ain't no fun. Some fool cuts me off and he's shaking his fist. God, it takes forever just to get to 95th. Great like this as far as the eye can see. I doubt you're going to be the death of me. Three hours in the car every day is so lame. Till the White Sox are having a game I'm about to blow a fuse Cause I got the Dan Ryan blues I'm putting on my walking shoes Cause I got the Dan Ryan blues And even though earplug stocks go through the roof whenever Wall Street hears us say it. This is NPR National Public Radio. Ha! We're back. 
You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tapper Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and not the new Puzzler. As we mentioned earlier, the Puzzler is off this week. Is that because the new Puzzler you're working on requires so much obfuscation that you need an extra week to refine it, to unclarify it? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I've been working overtime in the laboratory. <laughs> you have not. <laughs> Come on, man. You set me up. I mean, you roll out the carpet for me, and then you pull it out from under me. I mean, what kind of a co-host are you? We're supposed to help each other, support each other, back each other up, right? You left the puzzle home, didn't you? You're not helping, man. <laughs> anyway, the puzzler will be back next week, and in the meantime, you can work on our current puzzler at cartalk.com. And if you want to talk about your car, which my brother is prepared to do today, you can call us at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hello? Who's this? Randy. Randy, with an I at the end? With an I at the end. Great. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm in Burlingame, California. Burling. Do you know where that is? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. It's about 15 miles south of San Francisco. I've been there. Oh, good. I, I, it must be. It must have been really memorable, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything here that I would remember? We saw the Berlin Game Giants <laughs> play. <don't you? laughs> uh, What's up, Randy? Well, I have a 94 850 Volvo, and uh, I have a golf ball stuck in the frame of the car, I guess. It just kind of rolls around <laughs> when I drive, and it's pretty loud, and I've taken it to mechanic, actually a couple, and they can't figure out where it is or how to get it out. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you mean you have a golf ball? I think, well, we stopped short one time. I think the golf ball was in the trunk, and it just sort of shot up through the car somehow. Do we have any other evidence that it's a golf ball? Oh, or just I know it's, it's a something? golf ball. It you... sounds just like a golf ball. And it was in the and trunk, you... and you think it somehow got up into something right. or down into something from the trunk. Right. Huh. <laughs> but you step on the brake and you hear... Yeah, yeah. And when you start up rapidly, you hear... Right, and it exactly, goes back. just like that. <laughs> you do a good impression of the call. <laughs> and, and have you looked in the obvious places? Yeah. Like where the spare tire is? Mm. No, we didn't look there. You didn't. That's where it is. You think? I think. But it sounds like... It's covering more distance than uh, that. But sounds can be very difficult to track down in yeah. a car. Uh-huh. I mean, Our imagination. Why, why, why else would I have strapped my brother <laughs> to the hood all those years <laughs> at great personal risk? <laughs> yes, to whose person? <laughs> Mine. <laughs> There's no way for anything that was in the trunk of that car to have gotten into the framework of the car. Okay. No. And there's no way for anything to get anywhere near your feet, anywhere near your seat. <laughs> if it's in the trunk, it's in the trunk. Unless, right. unless. Now, now, see, don't start clouding. Wait a minute. No, don't it's possible. Clouding. It is possible to get to the back seat. Th- yeah, but but then it would be That's in the. That's what it sounds like. It, that would, it would then be in. It's possible that it's under the back seat. Okay. Yeah, but I I would be confident in saying that if you were to rip apart the trunk, including taking out the spare tire right and also taking down the the uh you know that felt material that lines both sides of the trunk if it isn't in the spare tire well then you've got to find if that fails i will ship you my border collie scout (laughs) if there is a ball within a thousand yards of her you'll find it she'll you put her in that trunk for a minute and i guarantee you she'll come up with the ball okay i'll hold you to that all right (laughs) she flies first class (laughs) only Good luck, Randy. Well, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. I, I had this problem in my, my sleek black beauty. When the car was made, someone left somewhere inside the, the body of mm-hmm. the car nuts and bolts. And for the entire time that I had that car, every time I hit the brakes, that thing would... And you just left. I, I, that's what caused much of the brain damage that I have today. It, my my uh, frontotemporal dementia. And nothing to do with the glue you were sniffing. One eight 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 car talk. That's eight 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 double two seventy eight two fifty five. Hello, you're on. Hi, this is Larry from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Larry from Brooklyn. What's happening, man? Well, we've got a uh, ninety three Subaru Legacy wagon. 
mm-hmm. which uh, up until recently uh, we'd been quite fond of. Most people who have them are very fond of their legacy. Well, I, I sense a little change in. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why I wanted to preface this with I know that Larry's going to come down. Larry's feelings. Here. He hates it. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, the change is that uh, recently, uh, while it drives well in town, when we have taken it out on a longer drive, after just about an hour, it begins to vibrate. And the first time that happened, I was on I-95 going up to New Haven, and I thought, well, it must be some wheel balance thing, no big deal. I slowed down, and it didn't go away. In fact, it got uh, much worse. What was the slowest speed at which you detected it? Well, all the way to stopping. I don't recall whether it shuddered when it was idling. I don't, I don't believe so. No, that, would, it, that would be important to know that. The truly uh, uh, mysterious part of this is that at about 40 minutes after it starts, it just stops which has everybody who we've talked to stumped. Yeah, yeah you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I mean, I, I, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. You, you was, huh? Well, uh, we did take it to our local mechanic ah! uh, who did not find anything that could uh, create the symptoms I was describing, but he did say that uh, he heard a sound from the right inner axle area mm-hmm. and that both uh, boots over the CV joints were ripped. The, the right front. The right front. The right front. Well, I would go ahead and replace that axle because it's possible that that's causing it. Mm-hmm. And it may be that when the thing heats up, the axle is no longer able to flex the way it should as the thing goes down the road. But I, I would think you would notice some change in the the, yeah. the, uh, the amplitude of the vibration as you slow down. And also the frequency. In other words, if the, if the vibration were being caused by the, the, the axle's inability to flex... At high speed, it would go, but at lower speeds, it would go, as each time that axle made a revolution, right? And you encountered that tough spot. Well, that may be, and uh, Larry may may not have really. It may be. I mean, part of the problem is that uh, we don't go on long trips that often, so it's a bit of a memory uh, task as well. Yeah, and you may not be completely honest with us, and we (laughs) we understand. We're used to that. Okay, now the next thing that's coming to mind, yes, is viscous coupling. <laughs> well, think about it. Think yeah. about it. You like it? Not no. Really, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you noticed that it's it's uh, uh, more pronounced on turns? Well, it's hard to say since on the highway you're kind of going pretty kind of going straight. straight. So you didn't notice, for example, when you got off the highway and you were using the exit ramp, that it it uh, got much worse. No. no, I didn't think no. so. Well, let me let me mention before the first time I experienced this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, there had been some brake work done uh, on the car, which um, I dismissed because it didn't seem wheel related. But but who knows? It probably isn't. Although, although there is the possibility, there is the possibility that he's got a collapsed brake line. Mm, boy, that's awfully bold. Oh, unlikely. <laughs> I think it's more likely he has a collapsed lung. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm struggling here. <laughs> you, you, there is a possibility that you do have a hung-up brake. I don't like it. I, I don't like it either. And I'm, I like I'm, it myself. I'm sticking with the axle. And you, and you know, at the very least, you have to replace the right front axle right, because both right. boots are torn. So I would go ahead and do that. And we'll expect to hear from you in about, what, two and a half weeks? <laughs> no, about 40 minutes. <laughs> Next trip to New Haven. All right. We'll be in touch. <laughs> Good Thanks luck, Larry. See you, Larry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. one We should have asked him, what does he do when this happens? He just sits by the side of the road and waits for right. an hour? What makes it go away? It's temperature-related, man. I know it is. Why didn't you well, say that? Well, one eight eight. When I said viscous coupling. Yeah, but you failed to elaborate. You were supposed to jump in and say, uh-huh. Aha! Uh-huh. The viscosity changes with the temperature that seizes up. Da, 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 da. I don't know how a viscous coupling works. That's your business, man. All right. My job is to just come up with the ideas. Oh, uh, you're the idea guy. <laughs> the idea. Oh, no! I... Really? <laughs> Why did you say so? Because don't forget, I operate unencumbered by the thought process. So these things just, like, come to me. So as they float by, they're pulled into your gravitational field? Is that what happens? And I just toss them out to you, and you're supposed to do something with it. Not sit there like a mama. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, uh, next. I'll work on that. one 888 car That's 
227-8255. Now that I know what my role is, <laughs> I'm all set. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Mary Rawson from Santa Barbara. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Actually, it's Mary Rawson. It's a double first name. That's you, my first oh, name. Mary oh. Rawson. Right. How do you spell Rawson? R-A-W-S-O-N. What the hell? How'd you, how, who did this to you? Come on, help us well, out. Well, I'm really from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And um, my parents named me after my grandmother, but she was called Mary, and they didn't want me to be the little Mary in the family. Yeah. So, you know, they said I'd be the last child in the world with a double first name. So here I am. Oh, so what do you have? Do you have a nickname? Could we call you Mimi or something? No. <laughs> Mary no, Rossin. everybody is tortured and has to call me Mary Rossin. So you're, all right, all right, Mary all right, Mary Rossin. If that's, if that's how you're going to be, then we'll stick with it because it's your name and you can do whatever you want with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I have a 1996 um, 850 Volvo sedan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had noise with the... Uh, like a throbbing noise. And so I took, I kept taking it to the dealer and saying, I think there's something wrong with the brakes. And they said, yeah, your, your um, rotors are dished out here. And yeah. they showed me. And I took a friend with me. And, um, and this is uh, my friend, a good friend of mine. He's a guy. So after they looked at and they said, well, you definitely should replace your front rotors. So my friend says, you know, don't worry about this. Order the parts and I'll do the brake job. I have done it on two Hondas and a Fiat, and it's not a big deal. We'll just buy the manual and whatever. So I'm like, well, I'm in graduate school. I'd like to save some money. So my question to you is, how, how long will my car be up on blocks? <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, I've I have ordered I ordered the parts from um, this internet Volvo dealer who claims to have. Totally real Volvo parts. Well, you'll know if they come in the blue boxes that say Volvo on them. Right. So my main question is... Should you trust this guy? Right. How long have you been going out with him? But he's not my boyfriend. He's just a friend. Oh, does he want to be your boyfriend? Yes, he does. He does. Huh? Is he cute? He He's a great guy. Does, how, uh, mu uh, how much... Uh, he's cute uh, looking. In other words, there's not a chance in hell. He's goofy looking, huh? He knows that I'm, you know, he knows we're just friends. He knows you're just friends, but he doesn't like it. But he's willing to do my break. He's willing to be oh, friends. And you are, dream oh. on, baby. <laughs> you are an evil person. I'm not evil. Well, you're about to us. be. Oh, Mary Ross. And you're, so you want to lead this guy on just enough. I think it's called exploitation. No. No, I I can't say more, but I've been really nice to this guy. I I don't want to get in trouble with certain other people involved, but like he, your boyfriend. No, no. Like, <laughs> anyway, all right. Anyway, anything else involves my living situation. I, so you're, you're I more, oh, I see. You're I more concerned then about his competence. Well, I mean, I just how easy he says it's a really easy job. It and, is. And I said, but he's only done it on these, like, you know, his Hondas. It's the same job. If he's done it on a Honda. Uh -huh. So what's, is he going to just replace the rotors? Yeah, he's going to replace the rotors, and I ordered pads. And the pads. Yeah, he said if, as long as we're replacing the rotors, we might as well do the pads. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely right about that. So right away, that tells me that he knows. He yeah. knows well, something. He, do, he does, he does know, know something. And they are pretty much all alike, and it ain't rocket science. Right. It doesn't. I mean, I looked at it. It doesn't seem like rocket science to me. Yeah. Well, and, I'm, uh, yeah. well <laughs> I mean, women have been doing this since the beginning of time, so there's no reason for us to try to change it now. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. I mean, who are, we to, right. who are we to interfere? We're, we're not going to change it. We don't know who did it. But when I get my hands on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't know who that first guy was, but. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, God. No, I mean, as long as you don't feel as though you're exploiting your relationship with this guy. No, then, I, no I and, don't. And you don't want to discuss it any further, and I can understand that. I understand that. But so, he knows that there's no, no, and, there's and, no and, likely future in a relationship with you, is that right? Is. No, but I mean. But I mean, besides, how's he going to know that it's you when he hears the show? Because. I mean, there are lots of Mary Rossons in the world. There's <laughs> you. No, I. What I don't want to discuss is that I've been really kind to this guy. He he's from Vancouver and he commutes down to Santa Barbara. He's a and real it, nerd, huh? No, no. He he's a jeweler. He's a he's a very talented jeweler, and he's not a nerd. But 
because of other situations involved. I can't say it because if my if somebody else listens to this show, I could get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now you're worried about that. <laughs> no, no, not other men like that. Like yeah, uh, a person who we don't, has Mary Ross, I understand. Over. You don't have to go any further because no, I I'm not get sure it. I get it. <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> I will explain it to him later. Anyway, All right. Well, anyway, I get it. You do what you think is best. And, right, and, but, but just to put your mind at ease, uh, if he's done a brake job on a Honda, uh-huh. it's really not much. There, there, there will be no surprises in doing the brake job on this Volvo. It's very straightforward. All right, well, I love you guys, and I really appreciate you taking my call. Mary Good Rossin, luck. It's been a <laughs> pleasure talking to you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Well, it's happened again. You've eviscerated another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati, and our technical spiritual and menu advisor just back from the beer ritz, lemon spritz, hominy grits, bacon bits, olive pits, Wiener schnitz, banana splits, six of schlitz, all that fits, free lunch blitz, is John Bugsy Lawler. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. <laughs> our wardrobe advisor is Luke Howard Fitzhugh. Our children's music programmer is Al Loetta. Our director of Puzzler Answer Luxury Gift Reception is Donatella Du Bois. Our Russian chauffeur is Beekoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Chinum, and Howe is you, Louis Dewey, known to the vegan hot dog sellers in Harvard Square <laughs> as Huey, Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And, of course, don't drive like my brother. And don't drive like my brother. Yes, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of the show, which is number 709, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK, all by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com, this week featuring our brand new free Call of the Week podcast. Oh yeah, I grabbed it last week. I downloaded it to Binano, created a smart playlist, FTP'd it to my new audio server, and now I've got it networked on the wireless LAN throughout the house. It's very cool. Really? Are you kidding? I'm still trying to get Engelbert Humperdinck to play on my 8-track. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, at for those of you more tech-savvy than my brother, check out the least lousy moment of our show each week on our brand-new free Call of the Week podcast, available now at cartalk.com.